you're the son of the living God. And so when he is saying that, what he's saying, if you've ever listened to a piece of music, and some people who may be more, a lot more musically talented or skilled than I am, understand that in any piece of music that's written, uh, there comes a moment in the, uh, the flow of the music where it, it builds to a point. It builds to what they call like a crescendo, to use a musical term, a crescendo. And a crescendo is this point in the music where it's, the, the, it's been playing and it's playing along and then it starts to, the music starts to build. And then all of a sudden with the building of the music comes an intensification of the volume, of the intensity of the story that the music is trying to tell and it's actually trying to then bring it to the to the highest point in the music to say this is what this music and this song is all about it's been written all for this to this very point in other words it's under it's trying to dot the i cross the t underline it put a floodlight on it and say this point in the music is what this song is all about and this is what i want you to experience in the song it's a called the crescendo moment and this is that moment in the in the story of jesus when peter says you're messiah he's saying here here's the crescendo moment this is what it's all about the long story of god the long story of god that started way back in genesis 1 the long story of god the long story of God's been playing in Revelation through, uh, through the ages, through the prophets, through the kings, through the judges, through the nation of Israel. And now it builds to this point, the high point of Revelation, which is where Jesus, Peter says, you are the Messiah. And Jesus' response to Pete is, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for that was not revealed to you by any man. It was revealed to you by my Father in heaven. In other words, he's saying, you got it. You got it. This is what it's all about. I am Messiah. I am the fulfiller of every purpose, hope, and plan of God for the well-being of humanity in the earth. It's me, and I'm here to save the world. And this is the crescendo moment. From, so from this point on, it just the crescendo just builds and builds and builds. And it gets louder and louder. And look at what Jesus says on the back of this revelation. Jesus says to Peter, he says, Peter, I tell you that on this rock, on this point of revelation, on this awareness that you understand I'm the high point, I'm the Messiah, it's all about me, and I'm here to save the world. On the back of this, he says two things. The first is, I'm going to build my church. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting that Jesus, at the high point of his revelation work in the earth, he says the first thing is, on the back of that crescendo, that high point of revelation, I'm going to build my church. Now, church... That word church in, in the Greek, the ecclesia, it, may, it basically means the new society, a new society. And so now Jesus is saying there is going to be a new society of people in the earth. They are kingdom people and it's only born and it's only built on the back of a revelation of Jesus. 
a personal revelation of Jesus. He says, I'm going to build my kingdom community in the earth. Because if you've ever been to a good movie, you know, you go to the, the cinema and you go to the movie. What happens before the movie for the first 20 minutes where you actually eat all your popcorn before the movie's even started? What do you watch? Trailers, ads. Well, you, you watch previews of other movies, don't you? You get to see preview trailers of other movies. Well, this new church that Jesus is going to build is this preview community of what it's going to look like when the heavens and the earth are fully restored in God. That just like, that pumps my veins a little bit to think that I'm a part of something like that in the earth today. The church. This alternative kingdom society that runs with a different politics. It doesn't run with the politics of this world. It doesn't run on the politics of Canberra. It doesn't run on the politics of who, who's in power in the world. It runs in the politics of the lordship of Jesus Christ, who is king, maker of heaven and earth, and in him all things hold together. And out of him flows a whole new political agenda. Love people as I've loved you. That's my only commandment. Just do this. This is, this is the community of Jesus. This is the politics of Jesus. This is the church of Jesus in the earth. At the high point, God says through Christ, I'm going to build these kind of people in the earth. And then what does he do? The second thing he says is, and I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in the heavens. The nuts and bolts of what Jesus is saying in that moment is he's saying, as Messiah, I have all authority and power given to me in this moment. I am the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the maker of heaven and earth, the one who sees kings rise and fall. It's all in me, on me, and in my capacity and power. And I'm giving you my authority as Messiah. I'm giving it to you, church. I'm giving it to you. Now, just if you just let that, you know, ruminate just for a minute in your thinking and in your heart about what Jesus is actually doing and the high value that is in the heart of God for the church. Because it's to the church. Now, when he's saying church, he's not saying to the guy up the front or the woman up the front. He's saying to the community of God, the people of the kingdom, I'm giving you my power and my authority to extend my rule and reign in the earth. Now, what does that mean? It means a relationship where God trusts you and me with his power and authority even more than we trust ourselves. He trusts us even more than we trust ourselves. 
I had this great awareness that while we were praying over here in this, over in this section over here with this group, that there was something that God was going to unlock through our mobilization. Through our mobilization. Because in our mobilization, by, you know, you might think that, well, I just got up out of a chair and I kind of walked over here and stood with this group of people here. But what we, what we were doing was we were actually mobilizing ourselves and partnering with something that God is wanting to unlock in the earth. And he can't do it and he won't do it without us because he's given us his authority to do it. And he's waiting for us to join him on the field of kingdom life and advance where poverty is broken, where the kingdom comes with great sufficiency for every realm of life, health, relationships, economy, politics, the whole deal, art, everything. There is great sufficiency in the kingdom of God. And we see that sufficiency because we see the character of who our God is at play. Who is God? We're having one of those moments where Jesus fronts Peter and says, well, what about you? Who do you say I am? That's what's under that, that sign up the back there. Who, who do you say I am? Who do we say our God is? We have a great testimony here as a church, as a local church of who our God is. You have an amazing story of who God is. But before you, before me, there are thousands of years of the long story of the character and the power and the love of our God to restore all things unto him so that all people might know eternal well-being and eternal life. He's been on this for a long time. And he's waiting for people to go, well, that's who our God is. That's who we partner with. That's who we're in a relationship with. We're the church. We're the ones who understand the high point, the crescendo moment of the revelation of God is found in Jesus. We're the church. That's who we are. And he's our God. And if we have a hard time understanding the story of the long story of God and the revelation of who who he is and his character and his power and his mercy and his grace, all through the Old Testament, just look in the face of Jesus. Because in Jesus is the complete revelation of the Father. Who is our God? Poverty broken? A calling to obedience. Now, that word, I love that word, obedience. You may not be able to read it from where you're sitting. But write the, the three letters. How many letters? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's nine letters in the word of obedience. And the middle three letters are D-I-E. And the very centre letter is I. When I die in saying yes to Jesus, I actually come alive. That's what our baptism was about. Remember that day we got baptised? Remember that day we put ourselves into the water in front of everyone to say, it's no longer my life and in exchange by faith I connect with the death and resurrection of Jesus and I rise up to living a new life where when God beckons my name I just say, yes, Lord, what do you need from me today, Lord? And in the partnering of with God with that, in that relationship, we get to exercise the authority of his kingdom in the situations, circumstances and relationships around us. It's that simple. 
obedience. And the last one was over here, a new season of kingdom expansion. A new season of kingdom expansion. We've been hearing the Holy Spirit calling to us through those words that um, Di Hocking echoed a few months ago when she was here, when she said, as, as she's the part, one of the pastors down at Yarra Valley Vineyard in Victoria, the senior associate pastor there. And she said these words, she said, don't play it safe, Pine Rivers. Don't play it safe. Okay, so let's not play safe, but let's play kingdom. Let's play we've seen and met Jesus. We understand who we are as the body of Christ. Let's partner with God as he is expanding his kingdom. And with that, I'll just finish with this. I've totally gone off track this morning, but that's all good. Um, We're just going to finish with this. And and we've just put this up a a number of times now. Over the last couple of months, this quote from Derek Morphew, a vineyard theologian from South Africa, in his book called Breakthrough, he says, It is not possible to see the world, creation and mankind and life through the eyes of the kingdom and remain petty or small-minded. When a man's or a woman's mind is shaped by the kingdom, they become a great visionary and expansive thinker. Now I've added onto his quote because it's one thing to see something. It's one thing to think something. And they're all important parts of the process. But thinking and seeing is only two parts of the story. The third part is the participation in what you are thinking and seeing. Bringing your life, your real life to what you see God doing. Bringing your marriages, bringing your children, bringing your resources, bringing the people in your workplaces. Bring it, it's you bringing your real life to God as his kingdom is expanding in the earth. It's not possible to see the world, creation or humankind and life through the eyes of the kingdom and remain petty or small. It's not possible to remain petty or small. In other words, God wants to bust us out of where we are every day. Because every day, at the end of every day, we like to sort of draw a box around it and go, oh, yeah, that's good, manageable, and I can cope. (laughs) But God in his mercy says, come on, there is more. There is more for you. There is more in this great kingdom advance. There is more because you as individuals and you as a collective are the church, the ones to whom I've given my authority to advance my love and cause. Love for Jesus, love for his church, love for his cause. Something special is taking place this morning. Something very special is taking place this morning. And it's a conversation God has had with us over the last few months and even just recently this last few weeks through our time of prayer and fasting together. And i, I got to say, I'm kind of like going, this is really awesome, God. Because what's happening is your church is being mobilized. Your church is being mobilized. People are coming alive to who they really are in you and what you want to invite them into. So let's just pray because I'm going to ask just again that the Holy Spirit might come upon you with power so that your thinking and your seeing, your vision 
of what, who Jesus is as Lord and Saviour King in your circumstances in life, your thinking about that would begin to expand and that with the help and the power, the dunamis, the dynamic power of the Spirit might come to that thinking, might come to that seeing and actually then mobilise you and me off our butts and into the game with what Jesus is actually doing in our real life. So let's just, let's stand and pray. I think that might be a good posture firstly. Let's just get off our butt. <laughs> let's just get off our butt and stand before the Lord. Now if he wants to lay you flat again in a minute, that's totally up to him and you. <laughs> and that's completely fine. Hey, Father, we just want to say we love you. And it's, it's so exciting to be a part of your church. It's so, um, gosh, Lord, to think that we've been, it's been awesome so far. And yet there's so much more, so much more that you're inviting us into. And I pray this morning, God, that as the question lands on each of our hearts again, the question of who do you say I am, church? Who do you say I am? Holy Spirit, would you bring now a revelation, a revelation of who God is in that space to each and every person. Come, Holy Spirit. Bring revelation. Get our attention, Lord, this morning. You've been made for more. Thank you, Holy Spirit. More, Lord. More, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Even as we come alive to Jesus in this moment, in each of us here, I just re- ask for a release of vision. Give us vision, expansive kingdom vision. Our every ordinary day life, that picture, we bring it to you, Lord, right now. And we ask now, you breathe into it, just by the power of your spirit, just like, just like breathe into our everyday, ordinary life with the power of your spirit and a revelation of Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, more. Take the edges of that picture, God, where we think our story reaches to, and I pray that you just now shine the light a little bit further out, a little bit beyond what we know. Show us more, Lord. Show us our children saved. Show us our workplaces and the great love that you have for everyone in them. Show us, God, what you're doing with our everyday life.
That's it. More, Lord. Just let the Lord build that in you. Hear his words. I'm building my church. I'm building my people. He's doing it. I'm going to just continue to fill you with his authority and power is what Jesus is saying. I'm giving you my authority, my power, my, my, my invitation to be like a kingdom of priests unto me in the earth who do my bidding, who do my stuff, who reconcile people to Jesus, who drive out demons, who feed the poor with the little that we have and yet it does amazingly more. That takes our stories of Jesus as we share them and opens hearts and lives to God. More and more and more, God. More and more and more. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, this morning we hear your call to obedience, to a life of obedience. We hear, we hear the, the, the workings of your Spirit that is breaking poverty mindsets. And so we say, let, let our first response to be, we want to be a yes to Jesus people. Lord, make us that kind of people. And the kind of people that look at poverty and go, no, nah, I'm not going to live under the constraints that you want me to live under. I refuse to live under the definition of not having enough because all I have is met in Christ Jesus and every spiritual blessing of heaven is mine in Him. And so I'm going to, I'm going to no longer think poorly of Jesus and the way of His kingdom, but I'm going to bring myself into agreement and, and friendship with the mindset of Christ. And that, you know what? Darn it, I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. I can agree with the hope of glory who lives and rules and reigns in me through Christ Jesus. I bring myself to that truth and ask that it would come alive in the power of the Spirit. And God, that, that you would continue to reveal yourself as faithful, provider, kind, all-powerful, all-forgiving, all-redeeming, all-delivering. Please be my God. And I ask that today you'd just forgive me of my junk, you'd cleanse me of my just selfishness and all the sin that so easily entangles. And just like in your mercy, Lord, even as I'm standing here today, would you just wash it all away, wash it all away, by the beautiful blood of Jesus. Wash it all away. And God, expand me, grow me. I want to join you in what you're doing. I want to see the world know Jesus. And more than the world, I really want to also see this part of the world, this part of the world, this part of the world know Jesus. The everyday part of of, of my life, I want to see come to Jesus. Expand me, God. Use me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I thank you that you're mobilizing your church today, God. I bless your church. Your church is a beautiful, amazing, heaven-sent reality on earth. 
so totally different to what the world could ever dream of. So amazing. Lord, we open the doors yet again. Let the hungry, the thirsty and the broken find their way to come and receive all that you have for them here at the vineyard. Come, Holy Spirit. Now this morning, I'm just going to, even as the guys finish off praying, I I feel like I'd like to um, pray for a fresh empowering of the Spirit in particular. I know the Lord's been fueling like images and thoughts and conversations, but there is this dynamic power of the Spirit that the scriptures talk about and our and the Christian experience involves. And so I'd like, and part of that comes through the laying on of hands. Paul talked to the Romans. He said, I long to come to you that I might impart to you a spiritual gifting, a grace, a new empowering of God. And so this morning I'd like to pray with anyone particularly. I'm going to just ask Nick. Nick and I are just going to be at the front here. And if you would like just a fresh impartation of the living God's Spirit in power on that dreaming, on that thinking, on that vision of your life, then please just come on up the front and we're just going to pray for you. Other than that, I'm going to just say, God bless you.